Hello, hello, and welcome to True Crime with Mari. Here, we sit down and shed some light on true crime that is never really heard of, or talked about. From past crimes to our recent present, let's go through the facts of each case from backstory to where they are now. A small note and disclaimer before we start. This case deals with heavy topics such as sexual assault, assault, rape, and finally, murder. So please, if you cannot handle such topics or need a break from hearing these things, please do. There will be future episodes that can be more tolerable to stomach. So without further ado, let's get on with the case of the Butcher Baker, Robert Hansen. Robert Hansen was born on February 14, 1939 in Esterville, Iowa. His parents are Edna and Christian Hansen. Their date of birth and death are unknown as I was unable to find 100% who they were. But it is known that they were both Danish immigrants. Christian Hansen was a baker in which Robert, later in life, would take on the same profession. Now, there isn't a lot on Robert's childhood, but when Robert was young, it was said that he was scrawny and very timid. He had a significant stutter as a youth, and that would carry on into his adult life. He also had severe acne that left him with scars on his face. He, in a sense, was socially shunned by his peers, especially females. In his teenage years, his father was a very domineering presence in his life, and I believe, in my personal opinion, his father is the very reason he grew a deep interest in love in archery as well as hunting, as it was his father's interest. After his father's passing, he would inherit 17 guns from him. When Robert was roughly 18 years old in 1957, he had joined the U.S. Army Reserves. A year later, he would leave the military and would move to Pocahontas, Iowa, where he began working at a police academy as an assistant drill instructor. In the summer of 1960 was when he met his first wife. There isn't really any information on her. And in the same year, he ended up being apprehended by the police for setting fire to a Pocahontas County Board of Education school bus garage. Robert was sentenced to 20 months in prison. During that time, his first wife divorced him, and throughout the years after, he would be incarcerated many more times for petty theft. It's said sometime in the early to mid-1960s, he had met another woman named Darla Henriksen. They had gotten married around 1963 and had moved to Anchorage, Alaska. Robert would then open up a bakery like his father, and Darla, who had a master's degree in education, would go on to teaching children who have learning disabilities. The couple would, however, use their incomes on entirely different things. Darla would use her money to support her home and her two children, while Robert would use the money he had earned from the bakery on his own needs. Darla, who was said to be an extremely religious woman, uh, and when Robert was incarcerated for the abduction and the sexual abuse of a prostitute, it would have been considered a rape charge. However, they dropped it when he had pleaded guilty. In roughly 1972. And then in 1976, he was given a five-year sentence after a failed attempt at stealing a chainsaw from a department store. 
Darla would stick by his side and believe that faith would change him. We will go into the rest of their relationship as we continue. Now, I will be going into the women who were victims of Robert Hansen. What was done to all of them is unknown, but there is a general idea as to what was done due to autopsy reports. The number of victims there isn't fully clear, but there is speculation that there are around 20 plus women who were murdered by Hansen. I will go through each woman and say their names, the years they were found, if they were found, because some of the victims were suspected of going missing due to Hansen. And I will also go through any other details that I was able to find on them due to a few being Jane Doe's or, like I said previously, there is speculation, but it isn't 100% sure. The first woman was found on December 22nd, 1971. Her name is Celia Beth Van Santen. She was 18 years old. Her body was found by two hikers. According to some reports, she was found bound by the wrists, gagged, and she was naked from the waist down. In her autopsy report, it's found that she had been raped and it was determined that her body was thrown into a ravine barely alive and trying to climb out. She had froze to death in the ravine. The next year, in 1972, Hansen was apprehended for the abduction and rape of 18-year-old Sandra Patterson. The prosecutors considered her to be an unreliable witness, and the charges were eventually dropped when he had pled guilty, and was sentenced to six months in prison. 17-year-old Megan Emmerich was a suspected victim whose body was never recovered but has been missing since July 7, 1973. Mary Phil, who was 22 years old, was a suspected victim whose body was never recovered but has been missing since July 5, 1975. This next woman, according to dps.alaska.org, was given the name Ekletna Annie. The road she was found on was Ekletna Lake Road, hence why she was given the name. In 1980, it's believed she disappeared around November of 1979. She's believed to be between the age of 16 and 25. She was found in a shallow grave by a group of construction workers while working on power lines. The autopsy concluded that it was a homicide, her possible cause of death being stabbing, and her body was dumped there a year before. Hansen claimed that Ekletna Annie was his first victim. However, there's many speculations that she wasn't Hansen's first victim. Roughly a month later, after Ekletna Annie was found, the body of 24-year-old Joanne Messina who worked as a topless dancer in the local area, was found in a gravel pit after being reportedly missing for two years. Her body was badly decomposed, but it is believed that she had been shot in the back. And to investigators' confusion, it seemed she had been reclothed after passing away. 24-year-old Roxanne Eastland disappeared on June 29, 1980. 
She's a suspected victim, however, it is unknown if her body was actually ever recovered. The next woman is Lisa Futrell. It's believed that she was roughly 41 years old and there is little information on her other than she worked on the streets. Her body was found on May 9, 1984. Malay Larson, who was 28 years old, was said to have disappeared around June of 1981, and her body was found around April 24, 1984. There wasn't much information that I could find on her as well. Sherry Morrow was 23 years old and found on September 17, 1982. She was found in a shallow grave by some hunters. In the autopsy report, it is said that Sherry was shot in the back three times and cartridges were found on the scene that suggested she was shot with a .223 Ruger Mini-14 hunting rifle. And like Joanne Messina, she was reclothed, which led investigators to believe that she was naked when she was shot and then redressed after she passed. 24-year-old Andrea Altieri disappeared on December 2nd, 1981. She's a suspected victim, however, it is unknown if her body was actually recovered. Sue Luna disappeared May 30th of 1982. Her body was found on April 24th, 1984. Hansen had forced her to strip and run while he hunted her, which is something he would do with all of the other women as well. She was shot to death. Tamara Pedersen disappeared in August of 1982 and was found on April 29, 1984. Angela Federn disappeared February of 1983 and was found April 26, 1984. Paula Golding disappeared April 25, 1983. She was found later that year on September 2nd, 1983. Teresa Watson disappeared April 29th, 1983 and was found April 26th, 1984. Dellen Prey disappeared in September of 1983 and was found April 25th, 1984. She was the last of the women to pass away because of Robert Hansen. The final woman was not a victim of Hansen, but the only survivor, and her name was Cindy Paulson. She was abducted by Hansen on June 13, 1983. That night, Cindy was first approached for sex work and was promised $200 to perform oral on him. She was abducted and taken to Hansen's basement for an entire day and had been assaulted and he had raped her. The next day, as he would try to go on with his plans as usual on flying into the woods, Cindy Paulson had managed to escape and it's said she flagged down a trucker and was taken to the police station. Robert Hansen would go on to deny the allegations and would say that Cindy was trying to frame him, claiming that it was because he didn't pay her more money. After more bodies were found and when investigators had become more thorough and 
got a criminal psychological profile drawn out by the FBI. It showed that Hansen fit the profile and he was apprehended. Robert Hansen's home was then searched and the police discovered an aviation map with X's on it in which they tied that each X on the map corresponded to a woman who has or has not been found along with trophies that Hansen kept from his victims and the guns they had found in a hidden compartment and that was enough evidence to convict him. Hansen would confess to 17 of the murders and the sexual assault of 30 other women in the 70s and 80s. He was sentenced to life imprisonment of 461 years on February 28, 1984. Robert Hansen's wife at the time, Darla, divorced him and moved to Russia with her children and is now a teacher. According to the Anchorage Daily News, a part of the plea agreement was a singular request. That request was that he would serve his sentence outside of Alaska in fear of running into anyone that he knew or running into another convict who possibly was affiliated with the victims. And so he would serve time at a federal prison in Pennsylvania, but apparently he didn't get along or click with the other inmates. He would be transferred to a correctional center in Minnesota for some time before being sent to Lemon Creek Prison in Juneau, Alaska. In 1990, authorities had found an aeronautical chart, a hand-knit winter hat, and articles about plastic explosives and correspondence with a boat broker in Juneau. Luckily, he was found out before any possible incidents or attempted escapes could occur. Hansen was then transferred to a newly opened correctional center. He passed away at 75 years old in August of 2014 due to natural causes at the Alaska Regional Hospital. I also want to say that there is a movie dedicated to all the women made in 2013 called The Frozen Ground that stars Nicolas Cage, John Cusack, and Vanessa Hudgens. At the end of the movie, there is a dedication shown for the known and unknown women. I would recommend watching the movie. I thought it was very well done and that it would be a good watch for any other true crime lover. Now there you have it, the case of the Baker Butcher, Robert Hansen. What he had done to these women is Im imaginable, and luckily he was brought to justice. And so it wouldn't continue. Now, thank you for sitting down with me today and listening to me tell you about this case. Now stay happy, stay healthy, and stay lovely. Because I hope to see you next time. Bye-bye.